Welcome to Ask Andy featuring Andrew Redleaf. Today, Andy will be answering questions submitted by you in no particular order. Ask Andy is sponsored by Park State Bank. Visit www.parkstatebank.com for all your banking needs. So I want to continue talking about my investment principles and where they come from and how to think about them. So one of the investment principles is be more invested at the bottom than the top. And certainly when one says that, you know, a reaction might be, well, duh, or easier said than done. But I think it's a little more subtle than that, I would say. First of all, while at some level everybody has to believe that's right, in point of fact, you know, lots and lots of people believe in momentum, and I think it has a place in investing. But, you know, momentum strategies are definitionally buy high and sell higher. And then the further objection could be, which is, you know, almost a cliche, people will say, well, nobody knows where the bottom is and nobody knows where the top is. That's kind of the point I want to push back on a little bit today. While it's certainly true that it's extremely difficult or if not impossible to call exact bottoms or call exact tops on the market overall, a number of very important financial things are clearly bounded, even if we don't know with absolute precision what the top or bottom might be, we do have some bounds. You know, I think in the U.S. I'm comfortable using zero as a lower bound on interest rates, knowing that there are negative interest rates all over the world and the bound might actually be a little bit below zero. But we know, I think we can say with a lot of confidence, it's not a lot below zero. You know, certainly at some point, if you have severely negative interest rates, you have to outlaw currency. And I don't think governments really want to push it that far. Similarly, one can say that the percentage of the S&P accounted for by any one sector is strictly bounded at the top at 100% and at the bottom at zero. As a matter of history, sectors have tended to top out in the 20s and bottomed in the middle single digits, but we do in fact have absolute bounds at the top and the bottom. Less commented on is the fact that corporate profits as a percentage of GDP has an absolute gap of 100% and probably much lower, which also means that the existing group of corporations today can't grow materially faster than GDP over a very extended period of time. So lots of things are observed to have exponential growth for limited periods of time. But as they say, no tree grows to the sky. Nothing, at least on Earth in our universe, can grow exponentially forever. I think one of the frequent errors in finance is because there's lots of short-term high-frequency data, the temptation is to gather and analyze short-term data and then extrapolate it into the future when I think it's actually often more productive 
to examine boundaries and extrapolate back. I think one of the reasons to be extraordinarily cautious on financial markets um, right now is many, many things are clearly pushing an upper bound or whatever it might be. You know, obviously you have interest rates at extraordinarily low levels. You have credit spreads, which again, you know, if you think in terms of credit default swaps, that is something that should be strictly bounded at zero. They are, you know, extraordinarily tight now for the best corporate credits. And if we look at the largest cap companies in the U.S. market, it's pretty clear that they have to be pushing practicable bounds, if not their absolute limiting bounds. So, you know, for example, Microsoft and Apple now account for over 40% of the XLK technology sector fund. Obviously, the two of them are strictly capped at 100%, and obviously there should be a practicable bound below that. If we look at something like Tesla stock with an $800 billion market cap and ask the question, which is more likely Tesla stock going to zero or close, Tesla going bankrupt, or the market cap expanding by a multiple of 10 over the next five to 10 years. To me, the former is quite a bit more likely than the latter. Point of fact, if one looks at Tesla's credit, CDS, you know, kind of pure bets, on the odds of their going bankrupt. That market says, you know, there's a 5 to 10% chance that the company defaults on its debt over the next five years. Is there that chance of Tesla's market cap being, you know, whatever $8 trillion would be, a third of GDP, by far the largest market cap in history, multiple, multiple, multiples of the size of the current world car market, it starts to become safe to think about shorting Tesla here. But certainly, if one liked Tesla, one has to be less long here than previously on the way up. I think an interesting and useful restatement of the principle might be focus, examine, concentrate on boundary conditions, on limits on extreme and less on intermediate-term noise fluctuations, what have you. And one thing that I think is interesting, if one looks at venture investments, if one looks at a PowerPoint presentation from venture funds, one thing one almost always sees is a reference to total addressable market, you know, which now has an acronym, TAM. And venture funds will emphasize that and almost always, almost all funds want to be in spaces with a large total addressable market relative to the size of their investment, the size of the companies they are investing in. I think the point of that, I believe, is not that there are necessarily better opportunities in large markets than in niche markets or very large markets versus moderate size niches. It's that every venture fund has a finite set life. Every venture fund is dependent on exits for their companies and critical to 
getting a satisfactory exit is having a story that people can extrapolate far into the future. Generically, I've historically preferred small exploitable niches wherein one you know, doesn't have to be dependent on extrapolating far into the future. Thank you for listening to Ask Andy. If you would like to submit a question, please email askandypodcast at gmail.com. Ask Andy is sponsored by Park State Bank. Visit www.parkstatebank.com for all your banking needs.